You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number three. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. At the bottom of the hour, we're giving away tickets to the Heritage Classic next month in Edmonton. We're asking you to be positive on a Friday. Elias Lindholm will re-sign in Calgary because blank. Elias Lindholm will re-sign in Calgary because blank. 960-960, name and location. Joining us on the line right now, it's been a minute. He's the television voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. We say good morning to Rick Ball. Sir, how are you? I'm well. I'm trying to be optimistic. I, I am optimistic about the Flames, but it's difficult to have a general tone of optimism today after the round of golf I played yesterday. Oh, so that's been, you know, it's, yeah, I was, it was a disaster. It was the, it was the space shuttle crashing into the Hindenburg and landing on the Titanic yesterday. Oh my so, goodness. Yeah. Was, was there any birds involved in taking away sandwiches? No, I survived personally. Okay. There was no, uh, you know, no broken bones or anything. That's at good. Least not for me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, uh, I'm hoping that, you know, I've actually been playing pretty well. The last by my standards, the last uh, few times I've got out, I thought, hey, I could put it all together today and have a decent round. Hey, maybe break like eighty-two or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, the golf gods had other ideas. So anyway, I, I was just chatting with a couple of buddies about this. The two of my friends that I golf with the most, and we were just having a conversation. But should we get a tea time? We were all like, you know what? We've been pretty miserable our last couple times out. I think it's time to put the clubs in the closet, and that's what we all did. It is now that time of year. I have reached that point. I am done my golf season, and I'm okay saying that. If I ever build myself a golf course, Mm -hmm. I'm going to put a driving range after every three holes. So I can I can go out there yeah. after I lose nine balls and then yeah. figure out what the hell I'm doing wrong, you right. know, and then get back out, play three more, and then go back out on the range again and try and figure out what's going on. It's that uh, kind of a day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if if somebody in your life is trying to pick up golf, don't do it. Like it's <laughs> it's like it's. Tell them no. It's awesome. <laughs> You're not allowed. Yeah. Well, there's two things, Rick. Uh, if if a younger person wants to get into media, don't do it. And number two, don't pick up golf. There's two things I would yeah. tell people not to do right now that I am yeah, not invested just, in, in in two fronts. Just take those two pieces of advice and you'll be a happy person. Yeah. 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 It sounds cool and everything sounds fun, <laughs> but there's a lot of pain and heartache associated with both of those things. Um. When it comes to Elias Lindholm, uh, what's your gut telling you, Rick Ball? Is he staying or going? Like, what just, I, again, I'm not asking for information, inside stuff. Just what's your gut telling you? Uh, he'll stay. That's my, that's my feeling. Two reasons. I think he wants to stay. Like, this notion, I know some people floated out there, the players don't like Calgary, I think is almost entirely untrue. I, I, most of the guys I too, talk to really like the city. Like, they enjoy being here. Now the rinks you know, obviously passes best before date, but there's a new one coming. Um, so obviously the issue when you're playing for a team is, do you like where you're living? And I think that for most of these guys is yes. You know, is the team going to be competitive? Um, and then how much money can you get? And I think when you look at it from his perspective and then from the Flames perspective, you've got a guy who is their number one center that if he's not here, if he leaves, they don't have a guy obviously at this point or obvious choice for a number one center iceman so there's motivation on the flames part to get it done 
And uh, if he likes it here and the team looks like it's going to be competitive going forward, I don't see why he wouldn't want to stay either, as long as the money's right, and that's always the big factor, right? So if they can come to some kind of an agreement in terms of dough, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he resigns. And, in fact, if he made me bet a dollar, I'd put it on him signing. Rick, we saw Elias Lindholm and Jonathan Huberto skating together on day one. We don't want to read into that too much. But that partnership in particular is one that I think a lot of people thought was going to work better last year, and it didn't, and they're trying it again to start this year. Does that have to work? When you look at the other options for both those players to play with if they're not together, does Huberto and Lindholm have to work for this team to have success? I would say I mean, there nothing's absolute, but yeah, that would be a huge step in the right direction. I think it will work. They didn't get very much time together last year. What did they get? Like three weeks at the start of the season? Was it yeah. even that long? I can't remember off the top of my head, but you know, it certainly wasn't long enough in my mind for them to develop the kind of chemistry that you need to have with two guys at their skill level. So I think Huberto has a huge bounce back here this year. I would you know, I, I put the over under on points for him this year at ninety, um, and that Ooh. I don't think is overly optimistic. This guy's been you know, a point a game or higher producer coming off a 115 point season in Florida before he got to Calgary last year. Now it was, it did not go well last year. There's no doubt about it, but you pair him up with Lindholm, give him top line minutes. And, um, you know, I, I have no doubt in my mind, he's capable of getting back up to those kinds of numbers and Lindholm would be a big factor in that. So, you know, yes, I think their, their chemistry and that, combination being a huge contributor to the flames offense is going to be incredibly important. Now, if it doesn't work for whatever reason, which I don't see why it wouldn't. Um, but if there's some reason why that it just doesn't, the mix isn't right. Um, it doesn't mean it's the end of the world, but uh, I think just, you know, sketching things out on paper, that has to be a, a big piece of what makes the flames good. Uh, if they're going to have a strong season. Do you hear Jonathan Huberto is bringing the spinorama back? <laughs> he said that yesterday. I, gone away. I think oh, it's good. important for you as the play-by-play guy to know that just so you're not surprised. Now, is it the Savardian spinorama? Uh, I don't know if it's going to be that, but hey, he's got one of the guys to learn it from. Well, there you go. So, yeah, well, good. I enjoy the spinorama. I've got to work that word back into my lexicon for the play-by-play. Yeah. <laughs> Like I that one. at least won a game. Yeah, that one's like a landmine. Nope. That feels like something you're going to... That's one that you can trip over. You got to be careful. Uh, okay, now... I'll keep practicing. Yeah. Okay, uh, okay, Rick, now you've opened this can of worms for me. Now I got to ask you, is there a catchphrase you've ever thought about using that you haven't used and you're like, that's just too stupid and you've been really tempted to use it? I got to use it once on the radio um, because, uh, so I don't know how many big Seinfeld fans there are out there. Remember Jimmy, the Jimmy episode, the oh, guy yeah. with the weird shoes, he would, you know, yeah. and then he slips and falls in the locker room because Kramer had gone to the dentist and dribbled water, water all over the floor. <laughs> right. And when he hits the ground, he screams, Jimmy's down. Yeah. So yes. it's kind of, for some reason that resonated with us. Like, uh, you know, we, we, my wife and I, say Jimmy's down all the time. When I fell at when I broke my leg playing golf, I screamed Jimmy's down. You know, like, it's become so so when Jimmy Howard was playing in Detroit, yeah. I always thought to myself, one day if he's he's gonna be swimming around in the crease in a go mouth scramble and I'm gonna shout Jimmy's down. And it it happened. Perfect. <laughs> Just the circumstances were perfect. Now it was on the radio, so probably you know, it didn't make as much sense to people as if you were watching a game on television, but I got to use it, and I, I was 
that may have been the highlight of my broadcasting career right there. Was that the one where like only you and your wife kind of got that and you both were chuckling about it? I I had a friend of mine back and this was when I was in Vancouver actually sent me a text afterwards and said that was hilarious. So at least one person got it. All right. I love a, I love a catchphrase. I set a low bar. If one person gets the reference, I'm very happy. That's it. I, uh, even if it's just you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Do you have uh, do you have time for a quick story, Rick? Well, you kind of do because you agreed to this interview. I'm going to tell you this quick story. Um, I, uh, I did this thing in, uh, in Toronto with the Raptors when Jonas Valanciunas was there and I begged Eric Smith and Paul Jones, who are our radio team. I go, please use the nickname Jonasaurus for Jonas Valanciunas. Cause I thought it was a great nickname and it was so stupid. And they're like, all right, George, like enough. And I would ask them every interview, Rick, I would do with them. Please use Jonasaurus. No, it's too stupid. And then they finally came to go, we'll do it. If you know, we raised money for charity. And then lo and behold, a few years ago, uh, they did a great job. They said it like 10 times on the broadcast, and we raised money for the Brain Tumor Foundation. It was great. Is there something, a stupid catchphrase you would use that if we raised charity, you would actually raise money for charity, you would actually use? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, if for, for charity, I would do it. I'm yeah. not a big catchphrase guy. Like, I, don't well, I know you're not because you're a pro. But I'm a hack, so I like <laughs> I, I like catchphrases. Can confirm. Oh, yeah, I will be a hack for charity. All right. Well, <laughs> okay. You got to come up with it. And I'll try and work it in. All okay. Right. All right. We'll workshop it for the next yeah, time. Because yeah. something's sure. gonna happen during the season that we can maybe turn into a catchphrase. All right. All right. Perfect. Okay. We got homework. By the way, so. Now, now, I getting back to the day of optimism. Yes, like, I, I and I think I've talked to you guys about this during the summer, whenever I was on last time. I, I feel like the Flames, like you think about last year, everything that could go wrong did. Mm-hmm. The team and Daryl Sutter wasn't a good mix anymore. Um, you know, Markstrom struggled, especially the first half of the season. Just you know, Huberto was having a time, a hard time finding his sea legs on a new team. There were just. And yet they still almost got into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so I, I tell, I this is one of the most, in terms of people asking me about the Flames going into the season, probably the most I've had since I've been here. There's a high level of interest about this team because it was such a conundrum last year. I think just to return to the mean for almost all of those guys and this team is a playoff team. So I think there's plenty of reason to be optimistic. You've got a sort of a new vibe around the team, a new coach, You've got a bunch of guys who are, UFAs next season who are playing for contracts. That's always a big motivator. And I think there were all those things that did go wrong last year. I think it's almost impossible to have that number of things go wrong this year. And I think for those reasons alone, they're back in. And then once you get there, um, who knows? And the Florida Panthers are a perfect example. They get all the way to the, they had, a, they had fewer points than Calgary had last year. They still got all the way to the Stanley cup final. So um, yeah, I, I, I am optimistic about the team for sure going into this season because I just think the fact that they got that close when so many things went wrong uh, shows that they're a good team and they have a good chance to get back to the dance come next spring. Well, and they've been doing a good job all off season of kind of doing things to build up belief, trust, good favor amongst the fan base, if you want to call it that, whether it's the GM change, the coach change, uh, the arena, which, you know, seems kind of mysterious right now. And I keep getting a lot of questions about that that I don't have answers to, but that's fine. And a captain is supposedly coming on the way here as well. What did you make of uh, Michael Backlund's comments regarding the captaincy? yesterday saying, hey, if they ask, I'm going to say yes, but obviously I got contract stuff that I have to deal with that I also don't want to talk about. Well, he's a natural choice, but you don't do it if he's going to leave, right? So they have to get that settled first, and then I think it's obvious. I mean, there are other guys, too. I know Rasmus Anderson's name has been floated out there. I think he'd be great. He'd be great. 
I love Chris Tanev as a captain. I just don't think that he, he he's not a big – he doesn't enjoy being a, sort of a face of the team in terms of speaking with the media all the time. But when you look at leaders in this team, there's no doubt that guy has a ton of respect in the room and the guys love him. So he may not get the seat. Um, but he's certainly a leader on that team in terms of the dynamics in the dressing room. So there are plenty of candidates. Um, and, you know, yeah, a backman to me is the most obvious choice if he signs an extension. And that's another guy I think if the numbers are right, he'll stay. You know, I mean, he's been here his entire career. His kids uh, basically have grown up here. They, they think of Calgary more as their home than back in Sweden. I mean, this is the city that they've lived for the bulk of their lives. So, um you know, I think if they can make it work with Michael Backlund, numbers are right and the term is right, uh, I have no doubt he'll resign. Now, um, you know, if his demands are for a long-term contract and too much money, then at his age it's probably not going to happen. But I wouldn't be surprised at all if he resigns, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if he winds up wearing the C. By the way, the rink is going to happen. I, I don't. Want, <laughs> I, you sounded like you were a little unsure. That that There's no doubt that that's going ahead, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if construction starts um, some point not too late into next year. Whoa, I, whoa, whoa, is do you is that a hunch, Rick? Or no, I, it's I would say it's an educated guess. I oh, mean, if it's, okay. If I'm, I'm not, right. This is not. I don't, I don't have any sort of. Okay. Listen, Daniel Smith's not calling me for to consult on the arena, but really, uh, he should the provincial contribution to that overall project. But um, <laughs> I, I, I have. I would not be panicked if I'm a Flames fan that that it's, that there's some kind of a fly in the ointment with that. It's going to happen. I, so. I'm I'm not panicked. I just think that it's been a little quieter than I would have liked by this point. If that's um, things are going on behind the scenes. Okay, I'll you take know. your word oh, yeah. for it. They're, they're, All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, I wouldn't worry about that. We got okay. some. We got some young players on this team who are looking to uh, maybe get a little bit of a name for themselves. And one of the guys that's got a little bit of an elevation to start camp, Adam Razichka, played on the left line, left side of Nazem Kadri. This feels like a make or break year for this young man, does it not? I think he's got all the tools to be a real contributor at the NHL level. He's a big guy. He skates pretty well. Um, you know, there's a lot of things I like about him, but it's got to bring it every day. Uh, and yeah, I think they'd like to see him you know, establish himself as a regular. And if it winds up being with Kadri, I don't mind that combination at all. I think Rizicka can be a good player in the National Hockey League in a certain role, for sure. So, um, you know, it's funny. I was hearing, I listened to Luke Gazdick talk to you guys earlier, and he, you were asking him about, you know, how do you feel when you're on a, you know, based on what team, what training camp team you're on and who your line mates are. And he, I totally agree with him. A coach say, oh, don't pay, it doesn't matter what lines we're using in camp. Sure. Like, no, you put them together for a reason. You didn't just pull those out of a hat, right? right? So it suggests to me that they see that as a possibility and going into the year. Obviously, we'll see how it plays out during the preseason games. That's the biggest factor because camp is so short. But uh, the fact that they've done that at, you know, at least day one um, suggests to me that uh, that they'd like to see it. And uh, so would I. So we'll see how it works in the, in, in the exhibition games once they get going. Uh, Rick Ball is the voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet on the Atlas Beats and Sports Bar guest hotline. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, 960 The Fan. What are you expecting out of a healthy Andrew Majapani this season? You know, I, I think he's got a real nose for the net in terms of putting the puck in. He, he's one of the hardest workers on the team, for sure. Um, you know, last year was a bit of a down year after a big year the year before. Somewhere probably between what happened last year and the previous season uh, would be a safe bet for Andrew Mangiapane, and I think they need that out of him, especially with Tafoli gone. Um, you know, they need Andrew Mangiapane to get back to what he was two years ago, 
uh, in terms of offensive production. And I think he will. I think he'll start creeping back towards those numbers, and that'll be a big factor for the Flames. I mean, Toffoli led the team in goals last year, but a bunch of guys had off seasons, as I talked about earlier in this interview. So I would expect bounce-back years from a lot of guys, and, and he'd definitely be fairly high on that list. He's, he's just too motivated uh, and too hard a worker with some I, – I forget what Daryl Sutter's explanation was. <laughs> I laughed one time because it was it was so – just a straight point. I don't know. He works hard and he shoots the puck, you know, like whatever he said, it was some kind of real simple breakdown of his game, but it's true. And uh, there's a lot to like about the way he plays. And I, I would not be surprised at all. If we see somewhere between what happened last year and the numbers he put up two years ago is being a benchmark for him going into this season. Uh, disappointing the news with Oliver Shillington yesterday that he yeah. will not be participating in the start of training camp. Maybe just a thought on what it means for the other five guys that are projected to be on the roster. I don't think that's much of a hot take at all. And maybe some of the other guys on the perimeter. Yeah, we were talking about that at, at the skate yesterday. You know, first of all, you know, my heart goes out to Oliver, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think we've all had people close to us, if not ourselves, have dealt with issues like that. And, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, hope, I, I'm, I hope the best for him uh, because I know what a struggle that can be. And I was actually quite excited to see him back. And, you know, he's taking part in the in the player organized skates leading up to training camp. And it looked like everything was back on track for him to return. And, you know, just in hockey terms, I, I thought that was going to be a real nice boost for the Flames blue line. They've got a really solid defense, um, but they don't have a guy who can carry the puck with the, you know, with the confidence and the speed that he can. I shouldn't say they don't have those guys. They do, but in terms of puck carrying defensemen, he would have been the top of the list in, in that in that group, and you know, and it's just it's just tough to see on all sorts of different levels. Now, having said that, who winds up, you know, getting maybe slipping into that spot? I think like Osterley and I think Dennis Gilbert's got a chance to stick around as the you know as one of the seven if they keep seven D. I'm assuming they will. And I would, I would think you see Dennis Gilbert. I, I thought he showed enough last season to uh, to deserve a long look again this year. I like his game. And the other thing is, guys, there's not a lot of toughness on this team this year, right, with the guys who've left. And Dennis Gilbert showed a willingness to step up and, and, uh, and be that guy when needed last season. So I like a lot of what he brings to the table. And I think, if, you know, if Shillington's out again for an extended period of time, uh, you know, and even if he's not, I, I just I, I like Dennis Gilbert's game. So, um, you know, I think he's got a chance here to – to stay with the flames for, you know, an extended period of time, if not the entire season. Um, Rick, I wanted to ask you, does Nazem Kadri need to really play on that edge to be Nazem Kadri yes. again? Like he's, and I know like he just needs to be that S disturber that we all love. And I think in times in last season, he maybe wasn't that guy and maybe getting used to Calgary was a part of it. I, I just don't know. I, he did play on the edge a lot of times last season, but at, at other points he just wasn't maybe, himself completely do you need to see more of Nazem Kadri doing the, the the trash talking the chirping you know being on that line of being a borderline dirty player I think that's the best Nazem Kadri maybe we'll see more of that this season which kind of piggybacks on your point that if there's a lack of toughness I think Nazem Kadri can can pick up that slack a little bit and I think that's a yeah. good thing for him and the team yeah, he's not. A, he's not going to drop his gloves on a regular basis no. on his game, but he needs to play with that level of emotion. Now, there's a line, right? And you want to walk right up to it and not go over it. And he's gone over it before in his career too. But some guys need to play that way to be effective. You know, I talked to somebody who played with Brad Marchand in, in Boston, and I said, you know, he's such a great player, but if he could just knock off the nonsense. And uh, this player said, you don't realize, Rick, the nonsense is what gets him going. 
right? It's all part of the same package. You can't just tease out the one thing that you don't like because it'll affect the rest. Uh, that was interesting. I think Kadri is probably in the same boat on a certain level in terms of how he has to play and the way he needs to be engaged emotionally. I, I, when they sign him, and I know people talk about the length of the contract and all that stuff, I thought he was exactly what the Flames need. He gives them a real, uh, with Lindholm, a real nice one-two punch down the middle. And I thought he played very well for the first few months last season. The game tapered off later in the year uh, when the Flames were struggling a little more. But I fully expect him to have a bounce back here and be an important component for this team because you need depth down the middle to be successful. I don't think there's anybody who would disagree with that argument. And you look at the Flames, you know, going into this season again with with uh, Lindholm, Kadri, and Backlund as your top three center icemen. That's pretty good, um, especially if Kadri can play like, you know, like he's capable of playing. And I would, and part of that package, like I said, is him playing right up to that line and, and being engaged emotionally. So. You know, a long-winded answer to your question. I think I agree with exactly what you were saying. He's got to play that way. And uh, when he's playing that way, on the right side of the line, he's more effective for sure. Uh, Rick, before I let you go, um, we played some audio over the weekend of a uh, play-by-play announcer calling uh, Canadian University football. Okay. Western and Quebec. Yeah, I want to... uh, Queens. Yeah. Queens, pardon me. I want to get your thoughts on uh, sometimes like we're okay with uh, announcers being, you know, homers, especially home team broadcasts. You should be cheering for the home team. Uh, This one's a little extreme. Are you ready to hear the audio we played yesterday? I want to get your thoughts on it. All right. I played for Mr. Rick Ball. Back to pass. He's airing it out. It's going to be long. No. No. Touchdown Western. I couldn't imagine you going like McDavid on a breakaway scores. No, <laughs> it would be awesome if you did that, but I just can't imagine you doing that. Well, it's the first thing I would say, just in terms of advice, if a guy ever sent me a tape for a critique, I would say maybe describe what happened before you start screaming. No, because if you're on the radio, <laughs> you know, I was listening to a football game on the radio. This was years ago. And the, this is how they announced it was a big field goal. I think it was, um, it might have been an overtime. It was to win the game, right? Like a 52-yarder. And this was the call. I, I'll never forget this. All right. Ball's down. Kick is up. And no. Doubt about it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I thought, I hope that's not his regular field goal call. Yeah. Really. <laughs> I don't like that. That's sneaky. That that yeah, feels like he just yeah. like saved himself. Like he thought it was yeah. going wide and it just tucked in the corner. Yeah, that 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 might be. The, if he did save himself by doing that, then good. But if that's his regular field goal call, you might want to adjust that a little bit. Because on the radio, I thought, oh, they missed. Oh, <laughs> they won. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, that that you know, <laughs> I listen. You're calling university football, probably on the university radio station. Yeah. They're going to be cheering for whatever team. That's not bad. Yeah, you're calling. But uh, you got to describe. <laughs> I remember I, one of the first games I did when I was doing junior hockey, you're trying to learn your craft, you know, and uh, somebody goes, uh, I don't know what happened on that play. And I go, went back and listened to it. There was some playing. Here comes whatever, uh, you know, Carson German down the left side. Oh! <laughs> you had me. I'm not going to lie, Rick. You had me hanging yeah, on. I was like, what like, happened? I'm like, what? What happened? I don't even remember. I just stopped talking after I shuttled O. That's not good. 
Well Great done. Stuff. Well done. All right. Uh, I, I like my, because I came up with it. Oh, can I share an idea with you before I let you go? Sure. Um, I had this yesterday, and I think a lot of our listeners are on board with this. Instead of the Flames, like, naming a captain before the season, what if Rick Ball, okay, just let me paint this picture with words for you. What Remember. if at the season home opener against the Jets, first game of the year, down at the Dome, we're about to drop the puck on a new year, lots of optimism surrounding this team. What if they don't announce the three players in the in the in the intros to start the season? One of those three guys potentially would be the captain, and they announce the captain at the end. How electric would it be down at the dome, Rick? So what? How am I involved in this exactly? <laughs> well, you, again, you you, you, you just get to watch. Well, you're just there. Yeah, you, you, I'm just there. You're just there. You're gonna see it. But how how electric oh, yeah, would yeah. the dome be if we don't oh, know who the be. captain is, and then they announce the captain who skates onto the ice at the home or opener? Better, or better yet, you have them all come out in like those Mexican wrestling masks. Okay. And you just pull the mask off and reveal the captain. Okay. Yeah, like Rey Mysterio. Yeah. I'm in. I said maybe uh, all I, of them wear a C in warm up. Wouldn't that yeah. be crazy? I like, uh, like, I'd like to be involved. Do something like maybe the Bachelor, where I hand out roses, you know, <laughs> and then, like, I think that'd be exciting. It's the yeah. letter C instead of roses. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When, um, what are you, the Crimson Bachelor rather than the Golden Bachelor? Maybe they're red. I don't yeah. know. It's some, uh, well, we got a lot of workshopping to do. Interesting, yeah, because I think hockey is an interesting sport. It's the only sport where there's so much attention paid to who the captain is. And I'm not sure. I, I've, I've tried to figure out why that is, but, yeah. um, but I may, because they wear a giant C on their sweater to indicate that they're the guy. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I just, I, I just find it interesting that, that so much attention is paid to who the captain, I never hear NFL teams talking about who's the captain, right. you know, or NBA teams. It's, you know, I'm not sure why it's such a big deal in hockey, but uh, it is. I mean, it's been every, market i've worked in or followed that's you know especially when a team doesn't have one there's always this big question so um you know fans obviously are interested in it and we'll see what the flames wind up doing i think it's important to have one for sure but the leaders naturally sort themselves out anyway in the room but in terms of a, a public face for the for the players um i think it's important to have a guy so i'm glad they're going to go ahead and find somebody uh rick ball is the television voice of the flames on sportsnet rick always a pleasure thanks for this all right boys there he goes. Catchphrase? Raise it for charity? I think that would be cool. It'd have to be something so stupid, too. Ring the damn bell. Mm, no. I don't know. I got I to workshop that. I got to think about that. GVP wrote ch- it on the board. Yeah, we'd have to get a charity yes. involved. Catchphrase for Rick Ball for charity. Yes. Yes. And he would totally do it if it was for charity. And then we would chuckle every time because it would be... It would be Directly linked to our show while we're us. watching the broadcast. Yeah, yeah. Like like the Flames are playing like the Wild on a Tuesday night in February, and he's using the catchphrase. That would be awesome. Yo, also this is just coming to mind as we have thirty minutes left in the show. Do we need a new song in case the Flames win Sunday night in their preseason game? Okay, um, it's also written down on the whiteboard. I was gonna thank ask you. you. Uh, we you, definitely GVD. need to pick a new Flames victory song mm-hmm. this for this season. But under no circumstance will it be played for a preseason victory because you know how I hate preseason <laughs> hockey. 
I'm gonna have so many. Like good I'm trying takes. to. I'm gonna have so many good takes for you Sunday or I Monday was, morning. I was actually thinking about this yesterday. I was trying to think. No, I. There's nothing more I detest more than spring training baseball. Mm. I hate spring training baseball. I could care less about spring training baseball. I hate spring. I hate preseason football, and I love football. I hate uh, preseason football. Yeah, it makes yeah. me feel like that. Preseason basketball. Who even cares about preseason? Does that even happen? Like, how many games have it in preseason yeah, basketball? Open up next week. Yeah, like yeah. preseason basketball. That's not even on my radar. Couldn't even tell Raptors you. Raptors are in Vancouver. Are they? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think they start October eighth. Yeah, they do. But uh, they start before the NHL, yeah. which is hilarious. No, yeah. their preseason starts October. Oh, okay. 8th. Yeah, their preseason starts. Yeah, October but preseason. 8th. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know takes... when the Raptors preseason starts. What's up? It's like you can have you can have like a line that you love in preseason, and then it doesn't work through two periods in the opener. Oh, and yeah. you just blow it up. Yeah. I thought Nikita like, Zadorov care less. I thought Nikita Zadorov and Erica Branson were going to be just nightmares two years ago, and they were the best third pair in the league. Yeah, um, I'm going to say that they were the best third pair in the league that year. I don't even care. Okay, fight me. Um, love me some preseason takes. Um, oh, I'm going to have so many for you. They're going to be red hot. We should get a bed. We should get some sort of splitter for it. Should build a lot of hype around uh, it. No, no, yes. no, no. Yes, yes. Um, yes. Your tickets to what win. else are we going to talk about? Um, there's busy weekend. Jays football. Nope. Well, obviously we're going to talk about nope. the Flames preseason nope. stuff. We're doing but... three hours of Matt's okay. hot takes on one game of the preseason. Can't wait. Uh, tickets to the Heritage Classic Flames Oilers Sunday October 29th. Your chance to win tickets right now. Uh, we're trying to be positive on a Friday morning. Um, Elias Lindholm will re-sign in Calgary because blank. Elias Lindholm will re-sign in Calgary because blank. 960, 960, name and location on the text line. You can also call us. You always have a better chance if you call us. 403-240-4444. Your chance to win tickets next. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Your chance to win tickets to the Heritage Classic straight ahead. Give us a call to 403-240-4444. 403-240-4444. We're asking you, Elias Lindholm will re-sign in Calgary because blank. Elias Lindholm will re-sign in Calgary because of blank. And we want you to be positive. We want you to be positive Pete, positive Patricia. Like, we want you to get on that positive train. It's a Friday. We mm-hmm. want to feel good heading into the weekend. Yeah. That's what we want to hear from you at 960-960, name and location on the text line. But we got some news uh, from uh, the latest edition of 32 Thoughts with Mr. Elliot Friedman regarding uh, Michael Backlin and well, potentially... And, Je- and Jeff Merrick, too. Don't and Jeff, Jeff Merrick, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and um, regarding Michael Backlin and potentially his future mm-hmm. with the Calgary Flames. Here's Frege. Talking, giving you some Flames news on the latest episode of 32 Thoughts. Would not surprise me in the least bit if the Flames are saying, you get this done, you're RC. I don't know that they're doing that, but it wouldn't surprise me in the least bit. It makes sense. You know, like, I think the players believe that Backland is the true captain of the team, and I'm sure the organization is not blind to it. But he's come back. Remember how he felt at the end of last year? He's come back. He's in a much better mood. He's very important to them on and off the ice. You know that King Clancy trophy he won last year for his community? Um, I think that was a big thing to remind everybody. Like, this has been an excellent marriage. 
The marriage between Michael Backlund and the Calgary Flames has been good for the organization. It's been good for Michael Backlund, his family, and the community of Calgary. And I think everybody is kind of, after a summer of deep breath, I think everyone's reconnected here. I do believe they're talking. I think there's, like, I think there's a legitimate chance. I just don't want to say, first of all, I don't think it's like imminent or anything else. And you still have to find a sweet spot that makes sense for both player and team. But like, I think there's something here to keep an eye on when it comes to Backlund. I think, I, I think he now wants to stay and I think the flames want it to happen. So now mm-hmm. we just have to get from point A to point B. Mm, that's super interesting. Mm-hmm. The thing for me here is, yeah, like we thought this for a long time. If this guy's going to sign an extension, probably going to be the captain of this team. We had the quote from Michael earlier as far as what he would say if he was asked. I kind of said that I kind of feel like he's given us a mixed message here. Like, if you want it, stay. Like, it's right there for you. Like, is it also out of the realm for me to think that, like, you kind of want to figure out what Lindholm's doing first? I don't think two have to be tied together. I don't think at all. No? I don't. And that and that King Clancy trophy thing mm-hmm. point is 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 a very good one. That maybe that was a reminder of what, you know, he's done here in this community, what this community means to him, and that he can't really envision himself playing anywhere else. And I, winning's important, and I totally understand that. And if, if Elias Lindholm stays and if the Flames go out there and, and they bring this group back and, I don't know, maybe they get aggressive at the deadline and try to add some more scoring to this team because, again, that's to me, that's the number one issue heading into the season. Who's going to score goals for the Calgary Flames? Who knows? Like, maybe he thinks they can get on a, a run here. Maybe if, uh, if, if things break their way, they could potentially have a run in the playoffs. But... It feels like I've always thought that Michael Backlund's more likely to stay than Elias Lindholm. If yeah. that makes any sense. <laughs> I agree. It's not very often that you have guys play their entire career with a single team anymore. But that means something to guys, too. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's that's what I was getting at. And, and I think that's significant. The King Clancy thing, you bring it up. It's not that we had forgotten but sometimes right. when someone does something at such an exceptional level for so long, yep. it becomes normalized. And sometimes you do need a little bit of a kick in the pants reminder for what this guy is actually doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've I felt this way. I've always been a big Michael Backlund fan. Like I've talked about, like he's just kind of the first first round pick I really remember like being invested in as a kid. And for him to kind of complete that full circle, that would be super cool because I'm not the only one who feels this way about Michael Back. And he's yep. done a lot for this team and he's battled through a lot through this yeah. team. But I'm also under the belief that at certain points over his time here, he has not wanted to be here. So I wouldn't be surprised if sure. things aren't working, I, if the conversations aren't going well, that they're saying, hey, yeah, Michael's going... I might want to see what yeah. I can do to put the cherry on top of this really solid NHL career. I love uh, warm and fuzzies that you're talking about right there, but the fact of the matter is the guy had a terrific season last year for the Calgary Flames. He's their most and consistent still, forward. And he's still a very useful player. This isn't a lifetime achievement award for him to be the no, captain of the Flames. It's not. He's still a very useful player. 
So uh, there's another reason why they should wait to announce the captaincy until the home opener. Because if Michael Backlund skates out with the C, you know he has a contract extension tied to it. But mind you, the insiders will be all over that uh, uh, before then. 908 games played as a flame right now. So he wouldn't get to 1,000 this year. Well, that doesn't include his playoff games, I guess. You include his playoff games, then he's only 50 games away. Yeah. But regular season games, he's 92 away. Yeah. Extension means he gets to 1,000. He gets that silver stick in one uniform. Um, We talked about Michael Backlund. Our text topic this morning for your chance to win a pair of tickets to the Heritage Classic on Sunday, October 29th. We're asking you, we want you to be positive. Elias Lindholm will re-sign in Calgary because of blank. Elias Lindholm will re-sign in Calgary because of blank. You want to give us a call? We'd, we'd love to talk to you. 403-240-4444. 403-240-4444. You're more likely to win if you call in, but I think there's some solid text messages out there, Patrick. Yeah. Yeah, there are. Uh, Texty McTexerson is our Sportsnet 960 The Fan text reading robot. And he joins us uh, on the big show. Uh, the number one personality, I think, safe to say, mm. on the radio station. Maybe surpassing legendary Pat Steinberg. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, well, since Brody left. You're Tra- right. Traitor. Who? Um, mm-hmm. Play a text. The UFC, Elias Lindholm will resign in Calgary because nowhere else in the NHL can you duck and dodge the burning questions of a veteran polarizing reporter and then eat four boxes of pizza with them the next night. Okay, that's that's a pretty good point. That's yeah, true, right? yeah. You dip and dive around franchises' questions, show up to his events, slam a pie, and see you later. <laughs> yeah, no problem. You can absolutely do that. I'm going to do that. Okay, except Francis Colin never in- asked me any questions. Oh. He does. Colin in Woodbine, Elias Lindholm will resign in Calgary because he plays with Huberto and Coronado for the season, getting 40 goals. The Flames beat the Oilers in Game 7. They used that series win to go on and win the Stanley Cup over whoa, the Leafs. Whoa. Let's go, boys. <laughs> See? That's what whoa, I'm talking whoa. about. I asked for it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Who was that? That's Colin. Colin. I asked for it. Colin. Beating the Oilers in 7, beating the Leafs in the Cup Final. So Boom. Is the reason that he's going to re-sign because they're going to win the Cup this year? Is that what I take away from that? Is that... I think... Is that a... Yeah. Have I surmised that he's properly? He's going to play with Coronado. Coronado? I also like that, that a lot of, with a lot of people have put the hyphens in resign, so everyone is everyone is resigning <laughs> from their yeah, position. Maybe a hyphen yeah. in between there, uh, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a hyphen in between there, uh, resigning. Uh, let's get to the phone lines uh, here. We always love when you call in. Uh, Steven, good morning. How are you? Yo, Steven, how are you? Oh, hey, how's it going? What are you doing, Steven? What are you up to this morning? I'm driving to work. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, why you want to be positive this morning for us, Stephen? Absolutely. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> why is Elias Lindholm re-signing in Calgary, Stephen? He's re he's re-signing because he's overwhelmed with emotion with George Rusick and uh, Marty Rose. Don't break the heart of a nine-year-old to see his flames beat the stupid Oilers in a dumpy old mm. stadium. Uh, thank you, Stephen. Please hold the line. <laughs> I appreciate that you're trying to uh play uh the kid card oh i love a good pander but it does not work with this guy we've told you before on the show don't use your kids to try to win tickets it's happened once and i'll never let it happen again i have a much softer spot for dogs (laughs) me too do they have can you bring your dog to the heritage classic are you allowed to yeah 
I have mild like, foot pain. Can I bring my dog? When the Jays were down in Oakland, they had bark at the park. Mm. Yeah, the, that was park has that. That yeah, was the, the most that Haley has ever watched a baseball game. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> so many good boys. Uh, uh, like girls. these uh, drug uh, tests for Colin, please. Yeah. Colin's on a Colin's crack pipe. Like, calm pipe. down, everybody. <laughs> Don't pile on Colin. Everyone's so damn. Y'all be laughing when everyone Colin's is, right. Everyone yeah. is so ready to get hurt again. And, and by the way, ready and, for it. And just to just to wrap up Stephen's phone call, I have no problem breaking the heart of a nine year old. Just so he's just so we're clear. All right, all right. No problem. Okay. Yeah. Words hurt sometimes. Yeah. yeah we have we do. have a lot we of people who want to win the tickets who are childless people. That's fine. They can win tickets too. We don't discriminate on mm-hmm. this show. New. Braden in Calgary. Elias Lindholm will resign because of his love of Nickelback. <laughs> okay. Nickelback. Does he really love him that much? Wow. He probably does. Nickelback are much like the CFL. He just people w- crap on him yet watch and listen to them. Yeah, if there's one thing that I hate, watch. Is this the Nickelback. Canadian Football League or Nickelback? No, it would probably be the CFL. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Just because I'm like, why can't you guys just do this properly? Oh, by the way, <sighs> I, a story we haven't talked about that really nobody cares about. Mm. Uh, the XFL and the USFL merge. are going to merge. Yeah, great. So they can go down together yeah. and fold like exactly. a cheap suit. Just stop it. So what's that? Three straight times the XFL hasn't made it to a second season now? Yeah. Oh, the XFL and CFL are going to merge. It's going to save everybody. No, it's not. Stay the hell away from the XFL. CFL is the only spring Toxic. league that matters. Yeah, exactly. It's true. Mm-hmm. It does. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get to uh, James and Prittis. Uh, James, good morning. How are you? Uh, good, George. How are you guys today? Good. What are you up to this morning, James? Uh, you know, doing the farming thing again. We lo- we- it goes. Thanks, yeah. thanks for feeding the world, James. We appreciate what you do. Uh, give us some positivity this morning, James. Why is Elias Lindholm re-signing in Calgary? Elias Lindholm is going to re-sign his eight-year extension in Calgary so he can watch uh, the Edmonton Elks um, go winless at their stadium for the next eight years. Mm. Okay. Hang on the line, James. We got to start losing sometime. I love CFL takes wrapped into our Flames conversation. CFL winless streak. Hey, this is the prime time in the CFL season, baby. We got races. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got races. Yeah, and uh, stamps have two. That tree fort's good though. They got to win tomorrow. Yeah, that tree fort. They got to win tomorrow. <laughs> they need good results today and to win yes. tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Be no good if the if the stamps miss the playoffs and the Flames for that matter. Stamps have missed so far. Has it really been that long? Yeah, yeah, dude, they have been dominant. Yeah, but there's eight teams in the league, nine teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Like, don't. It's not the longest streak in the league. It's the, not like the, the, the Red the Wings went 22 plus. straight years. Like, keep your pants on. The Elks okay, 30 plus. Oh, settle down. How about never a below 500 season for Dave Dickinson? Does yeah. that impress you? That impresses yeah. me. Okay, like, you coach and player in the CFL. Yeah. He's got like a win percentage of like close to 80% or something. Yeah. Something like that. High 70s. This yeah. year is not helping the number, but. No. Yeah. Yeah, he's a total, I get it, he's a total stud. Yeah. But it's a nine-team league. Wedley in Bridalwood. <gasps> Lindholm stays in Calgary because, like me, still waiting to win a morning show prize, <laughs> and he is a big DJ Power Play fan. Ooh, okay. I like that one. Uh, Wedley, could, he really tries to bring home the DJ Power Play, mm-hmm. the Pat Steinberg thing. Like, we, <laughs> like, I get it. But Wedley, you know, I've seen better a, from you, uh, Wedley. I've seen better from you. I had a DJ Power Play drop here for a little while. Let's I don't not, know yeah, if I still have that. Uh, let's get to Randy. <laughs> let's not. Uh, Randy, good morning. How are you? Rando. Uh, I'm good. How are you? Randy, can I just, uh, can I give you my take on people who are named <laughs> Randy and Rod that I hope I don't offend uh, yeah, you with? Absolutely. 
If your name is Randy or Rod, it's not a name. It's more of a lifestyle. Agree or disagree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, George. Have you ever met a Rod who doesn't have uh, the strings tied up to his sunglasses? Because I haven't. What? Anyway, yeah, that's um, a good point. Yeah, it's a good uh, answer. Randy, <laughs> uh, Elias Lindholm, Elias Lindholm is re-signing with the Calgary Flames because, uh, you know, uh, I th- I just think uh, Calgary is a great market for him, and he's going to realize how beautiful of a, a city we got here in Calgary, and that'll keep him here. All right, mm. Randy, I like wow. it. Thank you. Hang okay. on the line. Positive, Randy. That's yeah, what I asked for. Yeah. Exactly what I asked mm-hmm. for. Being super positive. Colin was like ridiculously positive. Mm-hmm. Randy's like, Calgary's a beautiful place. You should want to stay and play here because yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, it's the best city well, in I the like world. I like to hear from Randy. Best city in the world. Yep. More text? Yeah. Jason in Oko talks. Yeah. Elias Lindholm home will resign with the Calgary Flames because Calgary IKEA will give him a coupon for a discount on the meatballs and free installation of any IKEA product he buys. Mm-hmm. What do you think Swedish people feel about IKEA? I mean, it's probably like, they're like we really don't want this to be like, like our one identifying thing when you think of Swedish people. Like, great, like you, made you don't cheap furniture. Like we get it, we make furniture. You don't have to mention that every time I tell you I'm Swedish. Right. We have these tools I still that are hate building to it. use. I still hate building it. Yeah. Uh, Yo. Also, <laughs> that's just that's just some people like to say. IKEA furniture is the best, and there's nothing more cathartic than sitting down doing a little project. It's like a big I, set of Lego for an adult. I Come get, on now. That's a good point. Building them beds. I get frustrated. All right. Just a little. Robin Lethbridge. New one still hasn't broken yet. Lindholm will resign with the Flames because he really, really loves the roller coaster and chicken fingers at Callaway Park. Nice. <laughs> And of course, there are more Swiss chalet restaurants per capita in Calgary than any other city in the NHL. Is that MMMM chicken? Mm, chicken. Is that right? Is that true? I have no idea. I don't like. Again, if there's one thing we do on this show, it's fact check. Is that true? I don't. I don't think Calgary has that many. Some dirty birds. Some dirty birds. There's only three. A quickly, Patrick. That Swiss might, chalet sauce, overrated be. or underrated? Overrated. Not even. Ooh, wow. I'm, I'm not a big fan. Coming over the top doubt, rope dude. with that one. <laughs> Come on now. Swiss coming chalet. over the top rope. Don't you have a guest coming up at 9.05? We yeah. should really wrap this yeah, up soon. Yeah, I do. Though. Yeah. Let's do one more text. Okay. Brent in Strathmore. Elias Lindholm will resign because he wants to experience an El Nino winter in Calgary <laughs> and he loves going to the Stampede. Okay. There's one more. I okay. uh, don't think he was here for the stampede, nope. but I do love a good El Nino. Okay. Zach in Sirocco. Elias Lindholm will resign in Calgary because the Glenbow Museum is now free to visit. Hmm. Which is actually true, and I'm very excited yeah, it's about they're that. Renovating. Because I really do like the Glenbow. It's they're, a lot of fun. They're renovating it oh, right now. So that's let's why it's, so it's not w- the full Glenbow? It's, no, the outside they're renovating it. Oh, it the whole museum's going to be yeah. changing. It's uh, be let's great. mix in one more fo- uh, phone call. Tim okay. in Lethbridge. Tim, good morning. Hey, how's it going? Good, Tim. Uh, why is Elias Lindholm resigning in Calgary? Uh, he's staying in Calgary because Ball's new tagline is "Break out the puffy pants, it's hammer time." <laughs> All right, hang on. Puffy the line. pants, it's hammer time. What was the first part? Who's Ball. catchphrase? Rick Ball. Oh. Yeah, Ball. Rick Ball's new Break out the uh, you know puffy what? pants, it's hammer time. I appreciate all the uh, the texts. There's so many of them. Let's put Randy back on the line. <laughs> hey, Randy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, George. Uh, no way. You got any plans for uh, Sunday, October 29th? <laughs> Can I tell you a secret, George? Uh, I'd love secrets. This uh, isn't Randy. Who is it? This is Alex Brody. This is Alex Brody, baby! The WHL season is back today. Get your tickets. Can we please hang up on Alex? <laughs> 
You don't. Have- there you go. Thank you. <laughs> what? You, I'm you not giving got, him the chance. You got so pumped, bro. <laughs> I didn't even recognize his voice. <laughs> I've already forgotten Neither what not. Alex Brody's voice as sounds like. As soon as he said, "Do you know who this is?" I was like, "Oh, we all got got." The yeah. WHL season is back, by the way. I and, like. And by the way, the officiating we, is in good hands. By the way, we just did hang up on Alex. Yeah. Like I think he probably thought we we're gonna give him some airtime. I can't believe you were gonna give him <laughs> the prize for just saying Calgary is nice. I wanted to be positive. A lot of these were positive. Uh, James, let's put James back online. James, is this in fact James and Prittis? Hey, brother, how are you? Good. Um, you got any plans for Sunday, October 29th? <laughs> uh, unless I'm hanging out with you, no. Uh, that's weird. Um, but you got <laughs> you got plans now. You're going to the Heritage Classic, my friend. Congratulations. Oh. Sweet, brother. Sweet. No problem. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Hang on the line. Uh, you're going to the Heritage Classic Sunday, October 29th between the Oilers and the Flames. Uh, congratulations to James and Prittis. I'm going to have to send uh, Alex Brody a strongly worded text message after the show. Why? <laughs> Why? About what? I don't like that. Why? I don't like it. Why? He's, he's not part of the show anymore. He's not. What's your point? And you almost gave him the prize for just saying Calgary's a nice town. That's <laughs> your own fault. Positive. That's your own fault. Why? Because why? I want to be positive this morning? Lots of these were positive yeah, without see, just saying, he this played is a me. good community. He played me because yeah. he knows I love the name Randy and <laughs> yeah, Rod. Yeah. He, he dude, pl- he did. He, dude, he thought, I'm going to try this. He got you this. good, man. That's one of this. my favorite takes, though. He got you so good. <laughs> I have so good. many, but that's one of my favorite takes. I can't takes. believe he picked Randy. God. Oh, this kid, man. Uh, what do you got coming up at Mucho Big Show? Uh, Jordan Dijani, NFL <laughs> writer from CBSSports.com. Going to preview, uh, talk about week three. Randy. And then uh, 9.30, GVP <laughs> and I are going to play some NHL question game. Oh, okay. That's fun. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening, except for Alex. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, so good. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon. <laughs> it's the WHL season, baby. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> Such a hack little promotion. Yeah. <laughs> he could he could have like texted me, hey, could I come on? Yeah, why not? No, Talk he about, has to like no. use like a coded Randy name to get on like calling. What do you like what are we doing here? GVP, did you know? No, I didn't know. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know. Because I'm back here just picking up the phones. There's You're multiple busy. people calling. Hey, Ran- I'm like, what's Randy? your name, dude? What's okay. your name? Randy. Yes. Not did a you name see a 204, time. Eric? Or did he use a WHL phone? It was 204. Oh, oh, it, it was 204. Was, you knew! Yeah, I know. <laughs> and But I like even like the part I'm like, is it more of a name than Lester? He's like, what? And then I just kept going. I uh, I can't believe he called it. We referenced him earlier on the show, too. Yeah. Fun stuff. All right, you got plays of the week for us? Yes, sir. All right, let's do that and say goodbye. Uh, We'll talk to you Monday. Have a good weekend. (laughs) Bye. This is the best of the worst of the big show with Russick and Rose. Well, I'm just going on a run. So, oh, wow. And I've, been smoking a little, and I've been smoking a little bit of the devil's lettuce, so I thought I'd give a different five. Okay, 